especially today, you know, uh, today we, we, you know, we, we've been singing a lot about Bethlehem. Do we all know what Bethlehem is? Bethlehem. Can you please signal by raising your hand if you know what Bethlehem is? Bethlehem. Maybe I'm not saying it, pronouncing it correctly. Bethlehem. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe if you don't know how it's spelled, you can also go to Micah, Micah chapter 5. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Ah, yes. So Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. It's the ancient of days. So it tells us that Jesus will be coming from where? From Bethlehem, isn't it? From the clan of Judah, isn't it? So Bethlehem, we know a lot about Bethlehem because that is where Jesus was born, isn't it? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And we sing a lot about Bethlehem. We remember a lot about Bethlehem even as it comes to Christmas, isn't it? There's so much about Bethlehem. So Bethlehem is also called uh, the, the city of David, isn't it? So when Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary, the parents of of Jesus, they had to go to what? To Bethlehem, you know, because there was a census that the Roman leader had called for a census and you needed to go back to your origins. So they had to go back to the city of David. So Jesus then got born in Bethlehem. Praise the Lord. But actually today, today I'm actually not talking about Bethlehem actually, I'm talking about what? Nazareth. So have you ever heard about Nazareth? Huh? Okay, so if you don't know, don't worry. Let's just give some, uh, some evidence. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 43 to 46. John chapter 1, verse 43 to 46. Are we all there? It says, The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. So we just wait. So the next day, so the previous day, Jesus had met what? Had met Andrew and Peter. And then the next day, he decided to leave for Galilee. And then, verse 44. Verse 44. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Okay, next. And then Philip found Nathaniel and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. So remember, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Jesus would come from what? From Bethlehem, isn't it? And then, now Philip says, you know, I found the one that the prophets, everybody has been talking about, all the prophets. And then he says, he is called what? Jesus of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. 
So, so my, my, my question today is actually, if I were to ask you, where are you from? Is there somebody who would like to share where they are from? <laughs> huh? Anybody? It doesn't matter the name of the village or wherever you come from. Anybody? Just one person. Yes. Daniel, where do you come from? I'm from Uganda. Okay, uh, dig deeper. <laughs> In the eastern part of Uganda, uh, called uh, Kumi. Kumi? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use Daniel. So we have Daniel. Daniel from Kumi. Who has ever heard of Daniel from Kumi before today? Daniel from Kumi, yes. Okay, my sister. Yeah, I expect that. <laughs> so Daniel from Kumi. Okay, so, so actually today, well, what I want you to do is, I want you to, it says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's what it says, isn't it? That's what Nathaniel said. So I want you to, to replace, so if you look, if you look in, in, your, in your bulletin, the first point says, uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right, doesn't work. So it says, can anything good come out of, isn't it? And then I put some dotted lines. If you look in your bulletin, it says, can anything, the first sentence after the title of the sermon, it says, can anything good come out of? So I want you to put your, I want you to put your, your place, either it's your place of birth, or maybe it's the school that you went to. Yeah? You, know, you, know, you, know, you know, sometimes we, some of you feel free to ask you which school you went to. Some of us will not be want to look in our mouth to say the name of the school that you went to. But, but now if you go home and say, I, I went to Wachni University, you know, it sounds very nice, isn't it? Or maybe, but maybe a bit difficult to pronounce, but still, Wachni is a very well-known university, isn't it? Not even worldwide, even people who don't, maybe they cannot pronounce it, but it's really well-known. So if you say, I'm coming from Wachni University, it sounds very nice, isn't it? But Jesus, is called Jesus of Nazareth. And there is something about, you know, you know, I was actually going through the scriptures and I was so shocked at how many times in the Bible, in the, in the Old Testament, you don't even find Nazareth there. But in the New Testament, you find Nazareth written so many times. And each time they actually had to say, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. So I actually got very curious, okay, why, why? why? There's actually not everybody in the Bible where they actually say their name and their place is there. But there's some people that they actually choose to say the place, but then Jesus of Nazareth. So I then actually started to pray and you know, why, why Nazareth? So Nazareth, Nazareth was a town in Galilee. So Galilee, so Nazareth, even Bethsaida was also in Galilee. Eh? So Nazareth was a town in Galilee. And Nazareth was a very, very small town, very, very insignificant, with a very, very small number of people. Huh? So that's why you actually have to say Jesus of Nazareth, because people would ask, what is Nazareth? And Nazareth itself was a place where the Romans had actually built like a, a fortress. 
a place to launch attacks. So it was actually not a place that was liked actually by Jews. It was also very poor, a very poor place. Huh? And if, if we look at the life of Jesus, Jesus was what? Was a carpenter, isn't it? Huh? Jesus actually spent a lot of his time in what? In Nazareth. And Jesus and his parents, they would live from one place. You know, they, the parents actually left Bethlehem for him to, to, to get born, and then they came back to Nazareth. And then they would also live again for him to be dedicated at the temple, isn't it? And then they would come back. Then they would also go again to the temple where Jesus would preach when he was 12. Then they would always go back to Nazareth. So Nazareth is actually the place where Jesus actually spent a lot of his time, a lot of his life, this very, very, very significant place. And each time, people had to say, oh, they always wanted to remind Jesus that you are from Nazareth. So I don't know from you today where you come from. You know, maybe you are also even thinking that, you know, if I were even to say I come from Kumi, eh? Daniel from Kumi, people may actually laugh at you, what is Kumi? <laughs> so Daniel, is there anything special about Kumi? Eh? I don't think so. It could be on the map. <laughs> <laughs> to be on the map. But do you believe that there is something special that comes out of Kumi, which is you? <laughs> huh? Do you really believe that? So, so actually, this is my message today, that you are coming from a place that seems known. That seems very insignificant, but this is not what Jesus is looking at. You know, you probably went to a school that nobody has heard about. You probably went into the school, a school where probably there was no chalk or board to write. Maybe you had to write on the, on, on the ground. So if you write on the ground and then there's wind or it rains, then everything is washed away. So which means maybe you really, your memory needed to be very sharp in order to remember what. You know, I mean, I'm really serious. Not, we, we are not all coming from the same backgrounds, isn't it? Praise the Lord. But, but no matter where you're coming from, there are just two things which are the same. Is that you get born as it? Maybe, let me put. You, you, get, you get born. You come into the world. But then there's a second most important step that you get born again, isn't it? Huh? So no matter where you came from, Jesus is actually the one who makes us all equal, isn't it? When you get born again, he says there is neither Jew, there is neither Greek, there is neither male, there is neither female. But we are all what one in Christ, isn't it? And then, no matter where, whether you went to Harvard or to Cambridge or to Kumi Primary School, <laughs> at, the end, at the end of the day, what is going to happen is you what? You are all going to what? To die. Huh? To die. Some of us, may, maybe we'll be lucky. Maybe we, Jesus will come before we die. But if Jesus doesn't come, we are all going towards to die. And when we die, we came into this world naked, and we go, so no matter how rich you are. Eh? I actually know, I mean, this story from Nigeria where somebody got buried with a very expensive car. <laughs> eh? But really, when you go, you, when you die, so death, and life is what makes us all equal. It praise the Lord, isn't it? And Jesus is the one, I mean, we, we talked about the natural birth, but there is, you know, the spiritual birth when you give your life to Christ. That makes us all the same. 
So whether you come from Kumi or you come from Paris or London or Amsterdam, to Jesus, when you get born again, you all start from the same level, from the same ground. Praise the Lord. So the first question that I would really ask you is, are you born again? Huh? Are you born again? Oh, nobody's answering. <laughs> okay, so if, if you don't want to shout out loud, you can answer from your heart. Are you born again? Yes. Praise the Lord. So if you are born again, it doesn't matter whether you come from Kumi. Huh? It doesn't matter whether you come from, uh, I was born in Mavuku. Eh? If you have Mavuku, that's the best place that you can ever be born. You know Mavuku, isn't it? Yes. But the, uh, let's, Let's all turn our Bible to the book of First, First Corinthians chapter one. First uh, Corinthians chapter one. This. Yeah, verse twenty. Maybe I'll start from verse twenty-six to verse twenty. Maybe twenty. Twenty-six. Okay. It says, brothers. Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. And not many were influential. Not many were what? Were of noble birth, isn't it? How many of us are of noble birth here? Huh? How many of us are influential? I didn't say coming from an influential family. How many of us are influential? Huh? Influence. People of influence. Hopefully we are. Hopefully we are. Okay, praise God. <laughs> okay, and then go to the next, next verse. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Next verse. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus. Who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. So it doesn't matter. So, Brother Daniel, I hope you won't get offended. I'll keep on using Kumi because that's the one easiest to remember. It doesn't matter whether you are, you are, you are born from Kumi, whether you are born from a noble, coming from a royal family, or coming from a rich family, or a poor family. You know, God is the one who has made us equal. Praise the Lord. So, when God makes us equal, it means we, we, all, want, we all have the same word. We are all the same spirit, isn't it? We, we are all carrying the same power within us, isn't it? Praise the Lord. So, your past, you know what, does not determine your future, isn't it? Your past does, does it determine your future? Your past does not determine your future. If you are in Christ, if you are in Christ, your past does not determine your future. But there is something about your past which God can use to prepare for your future, isn't it? Praise the Lord. So, in that small village, I, I, can, I can use, I can use my, myself as an example. Where, I remember when I grew up in my family, I always used to be the one who used to teach my young brothers and my young sisters. I used to help them with their homework, with mathematics, any subject. I used to help them. And then I also went to, a, I also went to high school, where, actually, the high school where I went to, is that's the same high school where my president went to. But, because of that, we did not have enough teachers because they were saying, okay, this is the president's school. Huh? So we had some very good teachers, but we even did not have enough teachers, which meant that there were some subjects, like biology and chemistry. I actually, actually 
got the, the outline of what are we supposed to study. Huh? That's what I got. We are no teacher. So I had to study myself. Actually, everything. And, what, and write an exam. Huh? Praise the Lord. I had to do that. So, 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 so many other people, you know, we didn't have enough teachers because they were saying, if there's a priority, we will give to other, to other schools. But little did I know that, okay, God was actually preparing me for something. Huh? Because now I really have to teach. And if you have to teach, it means you, are, you have to read. Huh? You have to dig. You have to find out information, isn't it? But because of what God prepared, my, my past, God actually used this to prepare me what, for what he wanted me to do in the future, which is to teach. So even at work, I teach. Everywhere I go, I just love to teach. So the question is, what is that which is in your past? Huh? No, matter, no matter, you know, even if you came from a very poor family, there is something that you learned from your past, where you have to struggle or where you have to sell something, you know. I also remember when I was growing up, I also had to sell vegetables. We used to grow lots of vegetables. So much that our parents would say every morning, eh, or especially at the weekend, you had to have some vegetables and then you, you, you put them in a dish and then you put them on top of your head. <laughs> then we have to walk around our neighborhood actually selling vegetables. So we had to do that. Praise the Lord. So I, I, my point is, your Nazareth, you know, you, you, so you, you know, in Nazareth is, is those things that are despised about you. Those things that you, even yourself, you despise of yourself. So Jesus grew up in a place that was despised, you know, that was hated, that was so poor. Jesus was a carpenter. You know, he was a carpenter. He also had to work eh, before he actually went into full-time ministry for three years. Jesus had to work. He had to learn to be a carpenter. And a carpenter... If you are a carpenter, one of the things that you are doing is you want... A carpenter is not only making new, new furniture, is he? I mean a carpenter. Or even somebody who makes shoes. Are they only making new shoes? They, can, they, must, they also want to repair, isn't it? So Jesus could also learn to want to repair. Eh? To repair furniture, broken things as well. And these are things that also helped him in his ministry. Because Jesus also had to minister to people who were hurt, who were broken. Praise the Lord. Huh? But he had to learn it the hard way. 30 years of being a carpenter. Huh? Even though he was the son of God. So what is it that is in your life that God has made you go through? Huh? God is the one who, he is the one who determines our places of habitation, wherever we want to be. So wherever you, you came to be, or from whatever family, you know, unfortunately, do we get to choose our parents as children? We don't, isn't it? So from whatever family that you grew up in, whether you were abused or whatever, you know, there is, there is a reason, there is something out of that that God wants to use. Praise the Lord. So your past, remember I said it does not determine your future, but God wants to use your past, you know, to build onto your future. From the things that you learned, from the hardships, or even if, even if you, you, you were living in luxury or whatever, there's still some things that you learned. But God wants to build upon what? that things, you know, he wants to make the things that seemed foolish. If you went to a school, I, I can imagine if you went to, if you went, if you go now to Cambridge, and then Cambridge University, and then you tell them, ah, I actually went to Kumi Primary School. Ah, they ask you, what is that? <laughs> uh, 
you can't even find it on a map. You know, for yourself, it will actually seem like you know you are, you are somebody who is, who is not what who is insignificant. But God is saying, you know, there is a purpose, there is a meaning to everything that you want, that you have gone through from your life. There is something that you learned. Daniel, if you look into your life, there is something special about Kumi. And if you look deep into your life, you, you should be inviting me to say, come to Kumi <laughs> and learn. Huh? So from your past, there is something that God wants to use. Okay, so let's, uh, let's go back to Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. You know, because Jesus, there was a bigger, you know, glory that was awaiting him. You know, even for those 30 years that he had to spend in Nazareth, there was a bigger purpose for his life, isn't it? There was a bigger purpose why Jesus came to earth, isn't it? Isn't it? For your salvation, for your redemption, isn't it? So, one of the things that you, you need to realize is the bigger the glory that awaits, the bigger the challenges. Huh? The bigger the glory that awaits, the bigger the challenges. So, if, you are, if, you, if your challenges are still very small, eh? God will, God, will, God will give you what you can handle. Is there somebody here who says, God is giving me what I cannot handle? Huh? God gives you what you can handle. Do you believe that? Huh? Even the good things, even the bad things that happen in your life, God knows you can handle them. Do we believe that? Yes. Huh? Yes. God will not let, you know, even temptations that come into your life, there is always a way out, isn't it? That's what the word of God tells me. So whatever your situation, whatever temptation, God is always saying there is a way out. So whatever challenge that you are going through in your life, it means God is allowing those challenges into your life because He knows you what you can handle it. Praise the Lord. So the more you learn to trust in God, the more God. You know, unfortunately, I don't know if I should say unfortunately. The more you can handle the, the smaller challenges, the more bigger challenges will come, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Huh? The more bigger challenges will come, the greater the glory. Praise the Lord. So, but the glory that I'm talking about is not your glory. Eh? It's the glory that God wants to reveal through you. So it's not for your glory, but it is for the glory of God. So God is saying the bigger challenges that are awaiting you know, there's a pastor, Pastor Rick Warren, uh, he says, it's either you're in trouble now, huh? or you just got out of trouble, or you're just waiting, just on the edge of big trouble. Yeah? So we are all in different things in our life, whether in our career, in our marriage, there is a challenge. Either we're in a challenge, we just Got out of the challenge. But as soon as you get out of the challenge, you know what? A bigger one is awaiting, isn't it? Praise the Lord. So if, if, we, if we go back now to, if, I, if we go back to, 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 to Jesus of Nazareth, uh, maybe let's, let's read a few, a few scriptures. You know, throughout the life of Jesus, people always had to be reminding him, Jesus of Nazareth. And this was, you know, whenever the enemies wanted to taunt him, they always would say what? 
Jesus of Nazareth. You remember even Jesus when he, when he was crucified? What was the name that they put? What did they write on top? Huh? John chapter 19, verse 19. John chapter 19, verse 19. Now Pilate wrote the title and put it on the cross, and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This was not a, like a compliment to tell him. It was reminding him, but also the people, eh? Jesus of Nazareth, who is looking at where he comes from. So I, I, I don't know if you are currently going through a situation in your life where people are saying, ah, this one, this one that comes from this one, this one that has done this, or this one that has gone to this school. You know, people, they have the habit of reminding us of our past, huh? of where we came from. You know, but what you need to do, I, 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 there's a saying that, you know, the, the, the devil sometimes is always, the devil, what the devil wants to, to do to you is also to remind you of his, his past, isn't it? Or, I'm sorry, of your past. Ah, you used to do this, you used to do this, ah, you used to do this. But what you always need to do is to remind the devil of his future. Huh? What is the future of the devil? He's going to burn. So whenever the, the devil reminds you of his past, you need to remind and declare the future of the devil. But most importantly, you need to declare the future of what the word of God says about whatever situation that you are in. Praise the Lord. So there are, I also have a, uh, Acts chapter 6, verse, verse 14. Acts chapter 6, verse 14. For we had, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. So these are the people who were giving false testimony about Stephen. They were saying Stephen, and he actually says this. But you see what they still picked up: Jesus of Nazareth. They always wanted to remind people, you know, of where Jesus came from. And then we also have. Uh, uh, yeah, let me go. Yeah, let's go to Luke, Luke chapter four, verse twenty-eight. Luke chapter four, verse twenty-eight. Uh, yeah, maybe we, we can you go back a, a few verses when when he reads when he reads uh, the scroll. Luke chapter four. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Okay, let's let us let us let's start from verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. So Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And rolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him, and they amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this prophet to me, Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly, I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. 
I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill. And they tried to push him away off the cliff. So, this is Jesus who had gone back to his hometown, the place where he was born. And even though he read what he had been said about him in, in, in the book of Isaiah, the people still did not believe him. I don't know. I mean, I can imagine if you were to go, if sometimes if you were to go, go back to Kumi now and you try to do something, or you try to go into politics, or you try to, to do something, and the people from Kumi say, what is this Daniel now? What is he now trying to do this Daniel that we know from Kumi? But there becomes a difference when you become a child of God. You know, when you become a child of God, you are what? You are chosen, isn't it? You are chosen. If, if you look at the examples that Jesus was talking, talking about, there were many people who were what? Who had leprosy, isn't it? Huh? But when the prophet came, only one person was what? Was healed, isn't it? Naman, isn't it? There was a time of famine during the time of Elijah. But God sent a provision to one person, the widow, isn't it? During the time of famine. So, so God is saying it does not matter, you know, where you are or who, where you came from. You know, God can just pick you, what, and raise you up, isn't it? You, God can choose you and raise you up. Not, it does not matter what, where you come from. So your past does not matter. So I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm just wondering if there's somebody here, you know, you are really wondering, you know, I mean, ah, the professor is saying this, ah, you don't have enough background. You know, you didn't study this, you don't have enough knowledge, you know, you cannot succeed. You know, our background sometimes, even if we are children of God, sometimes we may not, we may not actually see that, you know, people are judging us from our background. Praise the Lord. But your background does not matter. What? So if you, if you now look at Jesus of Nazareth, they, were, they kept on reminding him so many times. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth. Eh? But at the end of the day, what you then see is, actually, when God actually turned things around in the book of, the book of Acts, when Peter and John, when they met the, the men who could not walk from bed, the, the lame men, what did Peter say? Peter says what? In the name of what? Of Jesus of Nazareth. Eh? This was now what a different situation. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, what? Stand up and walk, isn't it? And then also when, when Peter also came before the son, they had to judge him for healing somebody. Peter also had to remind him what? In the name of Jesus, they were asking in whose name this person had been healed. The name of what? Jesus of Nazareth, isn't it? So Jesus of Nazareth. And then also, Peter was also preaching to the people in Caesarea. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, that we like to quote very much. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed who? Jesus of Nazareth. Huh? With what? With the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Ghost and power. And how he, what? he went about doing good. Healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Because what? Because God was with him. 
Praise the Lord. So you see how, how God can change things around. Now it became the time that the disciples now had to remind people now this is the same Jesus of Nazareth, you know, that you crucified. This is the same Jesus of Nazareth that you have to keep, keep on reminding him of his background. But it is the same Jesus of Nazareth, you know, that these people got healed. It is the same Jesus of Nazareth that these people got saved. So it is the same Daniel of Kumi. Huh? Praise the Lord. The same Daniel of Kumi. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I actually, so my, 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 my son, so I don't know if my wife is here. Okay, she's not, I can say this. Okay, so, so my, my, my son is with two names. Eh? My son is actually called uh, Nathaniel, actually, my son, which means God given. So we actually, but, you know, actually, I wanted him to be called Nathaniel because I wanted, I wanted people to be, it to be easy to pronounce his name, Nathaniel. <laughs> Than his current name, what? Gakutwe Ishe. That's his full name. Gakutwe Ishe. So he's called Gakutwe Ishe, which means let the Lord be praised. But we just call him Gak. So we actually, we actually I, I, I to try to play some tricks when we had to register his name. So then I could switch. But my wife really wanted him to be called Gakutwe Ishe. But I wanted things to be easy for people to say his name. But you know, but because his name is so different, his name is so unique, huh? you will not mistake him, eh? If you hear Ga, how many people are called Ga that you know? But he is called Ga. There is no mistaking about it, is it? Ga. So you should be proud. You know, you, you should be proud. You know, there is no one who gives standards of what, of what names should be. I mean, if I go back to my country, it's a very normal name, eh? People actually smile and be happy that he's holding that. But if I come to a different place now and I have to change his name now because I want people to be able But I wanted something with a meaning, isn't it? So it wasn't about. So it's also about, you know, it just doesn't matter. So now so people have to teach him he's holding car. They pronounce it differently, he's holding car. You know, that is his name. So they may say whatever they want to say, but that is what, that is his name. But the most important, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, they will, they will remember him. You know, they will know him. He shall be for signs and for wonders. And you know, the thing that I'm trying to say is, even if people who found it very difficult, even if I seen celebrities, I know a lot of Nigerian celebrities with very difficult names. <laughs> Sorry about Nigerian. <laughs> but no, I, but I, I, I'm talking about celebrities who have gone to Hollywood to act movies, eh? And, and you, you see, some, some of them, they change their names to make them look nice and easy to pronounce, isn't it? So that Bollywood can... But there are some who have stuck to their name. Eh? Even if it's difficult, you learn to pronounce it. And eh? praise the Lord. So even if you are, you are, you know, even if you are Daniel Kumi, there's nothing to be ashamed, you know, about your past. So God is saying, do not be ashamed of your past. Eh? Because in that past, I know that there, there, there may be some things that you may say, I'm ashamed I was doing this. But you have to understand that in your past, there is something that God was building in you. Yeah? There is something that God was rebuilding in you. Even though you, you face challenges or whatever, but there is something that God was building in you that God actually wants to use. You know, and the thing is, people will learn, just like now people, they, they couldn't stop saying Jesus of Nazareth. 
Uh, but at the beginning, it seems like a name that was a name to insult, isn't it? But now, because of his past, his poor past, or his difficult past, or the place where he came from, huh? saying Jesus of Nazareth also made people remember that, you know, remember where he came from. So maintaining the Jesus of Nazareth actually made people had to remember that, ah, it is this Jesus of Nazareth who was healing people who went on to the cross. It is this Jesus of Nazareth that now people are actually healing, doing all these healings because of what? You know, because of the power of God that is upon you. So your past does not determine your future. Eh? They are bigger, they are glory, they are bigger, the challenges. So if you feel that your challenges are so small, how, how many of us actually want bigger challenges? <laughs> eh? I mean, let's be honest, the challenges that I face and the challenges that pastor faces, they are different. Eh? So if you, are, if you are looking to grow spiritually, eh, then it means what? The challenges that are going to come are going to be bigger. If you are going to, if you want to be promoted at work, eh, the challenges, the responsibilities that you pick, they want, they will increase, isn't it? Eh? If you want, you know, if you, if you want to do a PhD, eh, the challenges that are going to come are going to be different or are going to be bigger that somebody who, who is what, who is doing a master's, isn't it? Yeah. Eh? I, I did a PhD and it was four years. I mean, four years I can never remember. I mean, I, can, I can't forget those four years. It was so intense and you ask yourself, why did I begin this? Why did I begin this? So, God, but God is just reminding us. I mean, you can imagine that was the same situation that Jesus faced when he was at the cross. Yeah? Jesus also faced, also faced the same situation, you know. If only this cup could pass me. If only this cup could pass me when he really realized. But then he had to remember huh, their purpose, their goal. Yeah? Why he had come. So the question that you need to ask yourself is what is my goal? What is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing? Huh? What am I doing? Because if you remember that, and you also remember who is backing me up, huh? then that will help you what? To remain what? To remain focused on what, on what you need to do is on what you need to accomplish. So, if you are if you want bigger things, if you want greater glory unto God, then you better ask God for bigger challenges. Huh? Even if you don't ask Him, they will just come. You cannot run away from them. Praise the Lord. So I mean, so I, the bigger the challenges, the bigger the glory. But also the, the the most important thing to remember is you know the bigger our God. You know we save a big and mighty God. So no matter what challenge you go through, you really have to know that you know what? You save a God that is bigger than what? Than any challenge. Than any situation that, that, that you want. That you can go through, isn't it? So praise the Lord. So I'm looking from today that I am people, I'm seeing people who are embracing bigger challenges. Who are embracing bigger responsibilities. So whatever in the kingdom of God, if you have been doing something that you can, that you know that this is too small. It's time to step up. It's time to grow. It's time to move up, isn't it? But you have to know that the challenges that are going to come. You know, one of the things that people, are, how many of us want to be blessed? Ah. How many of us want challenges? Yeah, I don't see the same the number of hands. <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of the things that we are praying for, we all want to be blessed, isn't it? 
Huh? We all want God's blessings. We all want a big job. We all want a nice car. But one of the things that you need to remember is the bigger God blesses you. Huh? The bigger the challenges that, 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 that you need to, to handle. So make sure that next time when you are praying for blessings, make sure that at the same time you are praying God for, more, for what? For strength to be able to handle the bigger challenges that are going to come. Because sometimes our, if, you, if, you, if you don't handle blessings correctly, they can end up being our a hindrance, isn't it? If you have a very, very good job, which keeps you so busy, huh? you get promoted. Huh? It keeps you so busy that you no longer have any time even to read the word of God. Huh? Then that blessing is no longer the blessing that it, it promised to be, isn't it? So, please have this mentality that the more, the more that you are asking from God, the more that you are also asking for what? For bigger challenges. As long as you are in this world, this world, you know, the word of God tells us, you know, that in this world we will have what? Trials and tribulations. Huh? John chapter 16, verse 33. But we have to take heed or take heart that, you know, God has overcome what? The world. You will have troubles. I mean, you will have troubles. And sometimes, and not sometimes, if you are a Christian and you are not having troubles, there is a problem. <laughs> because God has promised us we will have problems. Right? It could be, so I'm not trying to judge, but it could be that because you are a Christian here on Sunday and then when you go out there you are hunting. Nobody knows. So if nobody knows that you are not a Christian, they are not going to challenge you that much easily. So, as a Christian you have to expect, because Jesus promised it, as long as we are in this world and as long as the devil is still roaming in these ages, we will have trials and tribulations. But we have a bigger God. Just like when Jesus was here on earth, he had trials, he had tribulations. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they all tried him huh? so many times. But at the end of it, God prevailed. Praise the Lord. So, I, I'm about to, to, to round off now, but I'm, I'm just now wondering what, what exactly you wrote when I asked, can anything good come out of? So, do you actually believe? That something good can come out of Kumi, Daniel. Yeah? So something good can come out of Kumi. And I came from Mabvuku. Yeah? Mabvuku, I'm trying to say. You know, I, 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 I come from Zimbabwe, from Harare. You know, if you say Harare, okay. A lot of people know Harare, but no, I didn't. I, I was born in Harare, but just like Jesus I was born, in, grew up in Galilee, but he grew up in what? In Nazareth. Huh? So don't be what? Don't be ashamed of, uh, of, of, as I want you to be able to, to stand with pride, to see, look at what Jesus has produced from, from Kumi. Look at what Jesus has produced from Mabuku. You know, look at what Jesus is going to, you know, he's going to do big and mighty things. You know, because of where I grew up, it may be a place which you can't even fit on the map because it's so small. But in the eyes of God, you are special. In the, in the eyes of God, there is nothing that is too small. You know, God is counted. He knows the hairs that are upon your head. So you are precious, you know, even to God. So no matter, no matter, no matter what anybody says to you, you have to believe when Jesus says you are special, when Jesus says you are the apple of his eye. You know, when Jesus says, I have called you, I have picked you up, you are a royal priesthood, you know, you are, you know, you are holy, you are powerful, you know, you, 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 are, you are so full of power. And, and on Friday we were learning about power, yeah? glorious power divine power, you know, mighty power. You know, there's so much that is within you that God wants to bring out. So the question is, can anything good come out of Nazareth? 
I'm asking you, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes. yes. Jesus of Nazareth, something good came out of Nazareth. And we are all here today because something good. It was not only good, it was great. It was not only great, it was the best. Praise the Lord. So can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yes. Something good can come out of Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Kumi? Yes. yes. Can anything good come out of Mabuku? Yes, yes I'm here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I mean, I, 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 this is just a message that God has been placing on my heart. So even as you, you know, why I don't know why God gave me this message, but sometimes as we approach the end of the year, you know, the end of the year is the time when you know, most of the time when you have time to think about. You're now thinking, okay, what, what? It's already December, you know, and I had so many things planned. And then maybe the wish list of things that you had asked from God. And December is, is a time that we think a lot about what happened, but also about the year that is coming. But I just want you to, to remember this. You know, there is more that is coming out of you. You know, there is more that God wants to do from you. There is more that God wants to use from your past. There is more that God wants to build, you know, even through your past. There is more that the Holy Spirit can do through you. So don't give up. Huh? Don't give up. Go back into the word of God. Find a promise. You know, find a way to cement or to solidify the promise that God has made unto you. And hold on to it. Remember, God's timing is what is the best. God's timing is the best. God's timing is the best. And sometimes we get worried because we have our own timing. We have, we have planned. I've planned that by, by the end of the year I should have changed my car. <laughs> Eh? We made it possible. Yeah, it's still possible. Yeah, it's still possible. So the year is also not over. Eh? No. It's not over. We still have 21 days. Mm -hmm. So God can still fulfill that promise that is made unto you. But remember, God's timing is best. And you, you need to, to believe that. You need to hold on to that. And the question is, what are you doing as you wait for the physical manifestation of what God has said in the spiritual? Praise the Lord. So I just want us to, to, as we close, just to stand up and just to, you know, just to say a short prayer. You know, we are, we are asking about, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I, I just want you to look, to look into your life, you know, to look into the struggles that God has caused you to overcome. To look at your past, you know, where you used to be. So ignore, you know, ignore all the bad things that have happened in your past. But I want you to ask that God help me to focus on the things, you know, the things that, you know, that... You know, that I should learn, the things that I should remember, the things, you know, that you want to build upon my future. The things, you know, there is something about your past, there is something, a reason why God brought you up into the place that you are. So I just want you to, you know, I just want you to, to make a prayer just to thank God, to say, God, I thank you for my past. You know, through whatever challenge I went through, I thank you because I know I have a future. I know that, God, there is something that you want to use, something that you want to build, even I just want you to turn this into your prayer. Say, Lord, thank you, Father, for my past. Thank you for everything that you have prepared, even for my future, O oh God. Thank you because my hope and my trust even is in you, O oh God. Thank you, Father, O oh God, indeed, Jehovah. Because of our past, you have redeemed us, O oh Father, O oh God, even from the bad things that have happened from our past, O oh God. But out of all the trials and tribulations of our past, O oh Father, we thank you, Father, O oh God, because we know that there is a hope, O oh Father. There is a future, O oh God. 
There is a remnant, oh Father, that is within me, O oh God. That Jehovah, you want to build upon, O oh God. I pray that Jehovah, your children shall be available, O oh God, to build upon, O oh Father, to be used even of you, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. That Lord, O oh Father, O oh God, Lord, at the end of it, O oh Father, we shall declare and we declare that something good comes out of our past, O oh Father. That something good is awaiting for us, O oh God. That Lord, Jehovah, the year is not over, O oh God. That Lord, Jehovah, you have the final say, O God. You have the final say, O God. Even as Jesus came from Nazareth, O Father, a poor Father place, O God, a place that was forgotten, O God, a place that was unknown, O Father. But Jehovah, at the end of it all, your name, O Father, O God, was glorified even on the cross, O Father. Your name, O Father, is even glorified even to us, O God. Jesus of Nazareth, O Father, O God. We thank you, Father, O God, for the blood of Jesus, O Father, that was shed, O Father, O God. Even as they constantly reminded him, O Father, of his past, O Father. Jehovah, O God, even in the future, even now, O Father, that name of Jesus still speaks, O Father. He speaks of better things, O Father, O God. He speaks of life, he speaks of hope even for us, O God. For your children, O God, we thank you, Father, O God. We give you praise, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.